Hey, 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 welcome experts. Uh, so shout out to co to Kat Stancic. Kat is actually the co-author on the book that we have coming out, Experts Never Chase. And this video that I'm doing is actually, what is this, number four this week, uh, number four in a series. Kat challenged me to, you know what, we've got this information in the book we've been working on. We're, it's, the book is basically written. We're just finishing up the last touches. It will be in hands uh, in May. We have our Kickstarter going right now. Uh, but Kat said, you know, I, she challenged me to get out there and answer some of the questions that uh, we talk about in the book and get it out in front of more people. And so I've been doing these short little episodes. Usually when we're interviewing other guests, I love playing the host role. Uh, those tend to be, you know, 30 minute, 60 minute sessions. These have been short, you know, uh, like 10 minute sessions. I think a couple went a little bit longer. But uh, today I want to talk about connection requests. Or if you're a Facebook user, you think of it as a Facebook friend request. Uh, but the question that I often see from people is, so what is a good connection or friend request rate? Meaning if you ask 100 people to do you reach out to 100 new people on Facebook, 100 new people on LinkedIn, or you cold email 100 people, what kind of connection rate should you be getting uh, in those situations? And I think the answer that I'm going to share with you is different than what you're going to expect to hear. And I'll tell you why in a moment. Uh, but the first thing I want to point out is um, those are the three channels that, that uh, you know, other folks are really active on Instagram. Um, I know Clubhouse is super hot right now. A lot of people are uh, putting a lot of time and effort there, investing their time and getting a lot of clients, and that's great. I'm going to focus on these three primary channels. They also happen to be uh, the three channels that that I prefer. They're, they're, they're where I've spent the most time cultivating my audience. The My favorite tool that I've been talking about lately, uh, interestingly, is built for these three main channels as well. Uh, so it's not just me. There are other folks that have really said these, these are primary channels for them. So I'm not discounting that you may be having conversations and connecting with folks on TikTok or any, anywhere else where you, YouTube, where you might be uh, you know, cultivating subscribers, but these are the three uh, that I tend to focus on. So uh, here's what I know. I I'm going to talk about LinkedIn first on the connection rate. So uh, several years ago when we were testing with automation, um, we saw with the audit, this was on LinkedIn with the automated platforms. These were some of the platforms that would allow you to uh, deliver messages to, you know, dozens of people in a single day with a with a program with an automated message that would insert first name here uh you know insert per personalization there by the way we're not doing this and i'll you know I'm, that that's not the topic of today's uh conversation but there's a number of reasons why we moved away from that model and i i do not i do not recommend it i actually re recommend just the opposite that you not use automation uh on your platforms and there's a reason why and i love Listen, I came from a marketing automation background. I've done a lot. I've built bots on Facebook and done a bunch of things. But on LinkedIn in particular, it's a really uh, poor user experience for the person that's receiving on the other end. So but with that said, what I know, because we were tracking our numbers and we we're seeing this in mass, is that you could expect uh, if you had a really good, really good um, program running for you at the time, uh, you could get 40 to 50 percent connection rates with that model. And then over time, we saw that start to drop and it went down into the 30s and eventually into the 20s. And so um, anytime that you're seeing uh, messages come through, and you probably experienced this yourself, it could be on Facebook, it could be on LinkedIn, uh, and is 
even lower if it's a email from someone you've never met before what they call cold email you're going to see maybe two people out of 10 that will actually engage with you at that level and i don't know about you but that number is just not acceptable to me i don't want to do anything uh where i'm getting receipt on two out of ten people to even have a conversation uh now some people say well that's great you know they they look at the numbers you know thousand people in the top of the funnel i'm going to get three clients out the bottom you know this is worth it to me three clients i'll do whatever it takes to get those three clients that is a trade that i'm not personally willing to make because uh the 997 other people that i ruined my reputation with and who got pissed off because they had a terrible first impression of me for three clients i'm not willing to play that game that's maybe that's just me and i know a lot of folks are but what can you expect or what could you see with these connection requests friend requests or reaching out to people cold well what i'm going to share with you today is a strategy that we use it's uh, we call it getting on the radar and when you use this strategy before when you use this strategy before actually uh doing your outreach you can see 80 to 90 percent connection rates and some people are like no way that's you know not going to happen eight or nine out of people eight or nine out of ten people are actually uh you know saying yes accepting the connection request um you know friend request whatever it is that you're trying to do to to start the conversations that is what i'm used to seeing now and i'm going to tell you how we're doing it and why this getting on the radar strategy is all about showing up which means your name uh, sometimes your avatar image but basically showing up in their world uh several different times usually in the form of notifications one of the most popular or easiest ways to do this is to do this with the notifications that a lot of these um, different platforms will actually send on your behalf so one of the one of the easiest ways of doing this i'll give you a couple examples of what i like and what i don't like but um, one of the easiest ways of doing this that you will be familiar with because i'm sure you're already doing this is liking and commenting the content of other people and specifically getting to know them finding stuff that you genuinely like and can can you know uh, comment about before you ever ask for that connection request or that friend request a lot of people are doing it just the other way around they're trying to connect as friends then they want to get into the content i'm doing or in what we teach in our programs is getting on the radar strategy of you know finding getting to know people like are you sure that they're actually people that should be your clients how do you know I want to get to know you first before I make that decision, right? So liking, commenting would be two examples uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, and actually, you can do this through pages uh, on Facebook. You can follow people. So when you follow someone on, on LinkedIn, they're going to receive a notification. And basically, what you're saying with that, with that uh, step is, hey i see you i see the content i find you interesting and i want you in my newsfeed a follow is a way of saying i want this person's stuff in my newsfeed i want to pay attention to you so when when you when you click that follow button you are um a notification will shoot out to the other person now if they're super busy and they're getting you know uh lots of these or they they may not see everyone and that's why we want to show up several several times in several different ways showing a genuine interest in a person um, when it's a prospect that you're 
keenly interested in, like you've already seen that indication, you're following their content and stuff, there are deeper levels of what you can do to get on their radar. You could leave a review on their on iTunes on their podcast. You could um, uh, leave a review if they've written a book. You could do the same thing uh, on Amazon. I'm not a big fan of the uh, leave a recommendation for people on LinkedIn when you don't really know them, because I've gotten some of those, and I'm kind of like this person. How 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 can they even? recommend or review me if but it's different when they're reviewing your podcast or your book or something like that because they can genuinely be a fan of that uh you can subscribe to people's newsletters this is something now i do this a lot i i get a lot of newsletters into my inbox i'm willing to do that but it's a great way to sort of follow someone that looks really interesting and get to know them better what's the quality of their work and get to know them over time and uh here's a little hack that a lot of people don't know you can hit reply to those newsletters. And I do this quite often. And I actually chat with folks in email in response to newsletters because very few people are doing this. Most people see the newsletter as a broadcast game. One message goes out to many people and it's not a conversation. But it's some of the most interesting conversations that I've gotten into have actually been with really smart people who are sending out, they're putting a lot of work into what they share in the form of their newsletter. And I hit reply, and I don't know how many replies they're getting, but I end up having an exchange with them in response to something that they've shared in the newsletter. It's re really effective. Um, the last thing I want to share, though, is that here's one big mistake. And uh, you know what? I'm, I bet some of you are actually doing this. And I'm not going to call out anybody by name right now uh, because that's just not what I do. I don't think, you know, I'm not, I've made a lot of mistakes myself. Uh, I told you before I was using automation. I'm dead set against using that on LinkedIn now. Don't recommend it. So my intention is not to embarrass anybody or make them feel bad about what they're doing. I do want to call your attention to this, though. There are some of you out there right now who your mindset is, I'm going to uh, create a system, and that system could be automation. It could be another person. It could be... Uh, a really efficient way of my using my own time, like a copy and paste kind of, you know, get a bunch of messages out. These are all different examples of what I refer to as a system. I'm going to use my system to connect to people, a bunch of people, a, a, a quantity of people. And then when the connection request comes in, once they, once they kind of open the door or pick up the phone and say, yeah, I'm willing to uh, connect to you, then I'm going to invest my intention, my attention in this person. I'll do the research and then I will get personalized and organic in my conversation with them, which is really what our approach teaches. We like, we're very much about the high touch, low volume kind of approach. This is a mistake because you've done a couple things. If you do what I just described, first of all, you have essentially put yourself in a crowd, you're, you're doing the same activity that the leg humpers do because they're also trying to play that volume game. So your first impression that you're going to leave with the people that you want to do business with, you've created probably the worst first impression that you can make because you, you're chasing them around like the leg humpers do. You have to do the activities that the leg humpers won't do. And that means showing up, showing interest, finding 
what's awesome about these other people before the connection request ever happens and building a real relationship. When I, in uh, one of the rules in our program, we actually tell people uh, when you send messages to people, particularly the, if it's the first message they're going to see from you, you want to be so personalized that there's a hundred percent certainty in their mind that this message was for them, for them alone, and could not have been sent to any other person. And how we do that, well, yeah, we're using their name and, and stuff like that. Everyone does that. Uh, by the way, there's a bunch of hacks that I and, and a bunch of us are using, like on LinkedIn, to make sure if you're running automation, we can spot it a mile away, right? We're, we've set up our profile so we know who's doing that and who's not. So you're not fooling anyone. <laughs> uh, but it's not just the name or the business reference or you know some kind of information. It's like something that can only be true about this person you reference the the uh title of the you reference what they talked about in their last podcast and you actually know what was said in the podcast you don't just copy and paste the title you know in, but you never listen to it but you know something about them or you you point out something in that newsletter that they sent or you reference something in there in the comments that something that was talked about in the comments of the last post that they made on LinkedIn, that they will recognize and know that you're actually, you're part of the conversation. You're having a conversation with them. So the, the way to have great conversations is to get on the radar with people before the conversation even starts so that you, you show a genuine interest uh, in being part of that conversation. And the reason why this works, folks, is because if you show up at a cocktail party and you just start talking, like literally think about the last time you went, and I know this is weird, right, in COVID because we haven't had as many of these recently, but the last time you went to a group event, if there was a, a dozen people sort of standing in a circle and they, they're chatting with each other and, or maybe it's smaller, three groups of three or four, whatever the case may be, you didn't walk in, you didn't barge into the middle of the group and start talking. You kind of go up, uh, you you approach physically so that you're in the vicinity. People sort of open up. Maybe they open up their shoulders to create some space for you to come in. And you listen a little bit. What what conversation is already happening? Oh, someone just you know made a joke and said something funny. You might start to laugh and show that you're part of the conversation. This is, so uh, in the book, I think we referenced, or at least I know we do this in the training. I can't remember if it made it in the book or not. We reference this as the Paco uh, principle. And I say Paco because one of the folks who's been through uh, training Paco, I hope you hear this, is a shout out to you. But I was giving examples to Paco one day in, in one of our trainings and, and I referenced, you know, what happens if you were in a coffee shop and using this measuring stick in your mind of, would I do this thing if I was in a coffee shop and there was a person next to me and I wanted to talk to them, would I do the thing that I'm thinking about typing into LinkedIn or Facebook or into a comment or an email? And if you wouldn't do it in that digital, if you wouldn't do it in real life, don't do it in the digital form. And Paco said, oh, like when you told me that, it just all, all became clear what we're actually trying to do. We're trying to make real human to human connections, which that's just a phrase. What does that mean? It means don't do weird stuff <laughs> with people that you wouldn't do in real life because it's just as weird online. And yet there are all these, affectionately, we call them leg humpers, all these people that are leg humping, trying to get what they want out of it, which is a sale, a new uh, enrollment into their program, their service, whatever it is. Don't do that. Because what is the first impression that you're making when you do that? What is the 
reputation that you now have with this person. I personally, when I see this stuff with people interacting with me this way, I kind of like make a mental note of, okay, I see you. I know what you're all about. Probably will never do business with you, but I get you. I understand what I understand where you're at in the process. I understand what you're trying to accomplish. I'm not your game, but but we're all clear on what's going on here. So just this is what's happening for you too. And if you play that game, don't make that big mistake of thinking that you can shortchange what happens before the connection or the friend request or the cold email. You can't shortchange that piece because that's part of your first impression. So don't think you can have great conversations if you're not willing to do the work up front because here's the thing, the leg humpers won't do the work. They're not willing to do that piece and that's what that is uh, that's their issue, but it's your opportunity because that's your chance to set yourself apart. Hopefully this was helpful. Uh, how do we do? Uh, I almost went 20 minutes. That, this was like twice as long as I meant to go. But I think the information is good because it's what we actually teach. Uh, and we have a bunch of folks doing this and getting great results. I don't have time to tell you that. I just came out of a client meeting this morning with folks uh, you know, reporting great results. You know, uh, it was a two week program. One person enrolled six people in the first, what did she say? Like the first 72 hours or something like that. It, this process works, but you gotta actually have great, you gotta have conversations with people. And when you, when you do that, one of those conversations will change your world forever. Hopefully this was helpful and you guys enjoyed it. I always uh, love talking about this stuff because I'm nerdy like that. See you guys soon.